In 10 minutes, I'm going to preach my entire sermon. So open up your Bibles to Philippians chapter 4. Um, I kind of anticipated that this might go uh, long. And so uh, what I want to do is we talked about blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be sons of God. I want to show you that this is real. A lot of times I think um, I think that, that you know, we, we preach a sermon and you hear the word of God and you're like, yeah, but how does that? Well, let me give you an example. I'm, I'm standing back there at the end of one of our services this morning. And shaking people's hand, and somebody came by and they said, you know, man, Pastor, it's really hit home today. I've got this situation with my neighbor, you know, and I, I know I need to be a peacemaker. And, and, and I said, oh, you know, man, I'm glad the Lord spoke to you. But as, as they're leaving, he turns around and he says, you know, Pastor, it's a lot easier to say it than it is to do it, though. You know, and I said, well, I know that. I know that. Okay, I, I get that. I get that. You know, I, I don't think that I don't understand. It's hard, okay? But I want to show you this. this is real, okay? Notice in Philippians chapter 4, here's a great example of this very same thing. The Apostle Paul is writing a letter to the church at Philippi, and he says this in verse 2. He says, I entreat, it's another word for beg, okay? I entreat, I beg, Udia, and I entreat, Syntyche, okay? Two times he says, I beg these two women to agree in the Lord. Yes, I ask you also, true companion, help these women who have labored side by side with me in the gospel together with Clement and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are are in the book of life. Now, isn't it interesting that that Paul writes a letter to the book of, of, of or to the church at Philippi and, and we call it the, the book of Philippians. So this is one of the inspired letters that God has chosen to put in the Bible. And within that letter, uh, these two ladies that have a personal conflict with one another make it into the Bible. How would you like that? How would you like it if if your personal, you know, tiff with somebody else made it into the Bible and hundreds of thousands of people read it for the rest of, of human history? You know, how would you like that? Be careful, all right? God God will punish you by showing your sin forevermore. But um, but but that's what happens here in the book of Philippians is there, there's this personal spat between these two women. And, and the fact that it makes it into the Bible tells me that's a significant thing. OK, uh, that, you know, they're, they're, our church is doing great. Man, we had three people join this morning and in, in the third service. Uh, there's really a lot of unity right now. There's a lot of ministry that's going on. Uh, Kathy shared people helping her get into a house and helping her with furniture. And that's happening all over Lincoln. Have really good things are happening. But here's what I know. We're still vulnerable. You know, we're, we're still vulnerable. Our, the leadership is vulnerable. I, I feel like I got a bullseye on my head a lot of times. I mean, we're vulnerable to sin, to temptation, to falling. But we are especially vulnerable to disunity, okay, to conflict. All right, to, to, to one person being at odds and another with another person in this church. And, and if those people are, are high enough up in the influence of, of the church, that can be a, a make or break situation for the church. These two gals being at odds with one another is a big enough deal for the Apostle Paul to bring it up publicly. Okay, what I want you to see is Paul, when Paul writes these letters, they're, they're not just, it's not just the pastor. He, he's telling them, you read this in front of the congregation. So the congregation would gather and in place of the sermon, they would read a letter from the Apostle Paul, okay? So basically, Paul's calling out these gals publicly in the sermon. That, that's that's, that's the, the depth of how big a deal this is that these two ladies are at odds with one another. Now, I want, you to sh- I want to show you also that, that, that Paul is doing exactly what we talked about this morning. Paul's being a peacemaker, okay? What's he doing? He's taking the initiative to bring about peace between these two women. Not only is he being a peacemaker, but he's, he's, he's commanding the church, 
specific people in the church to be that as well. He says, I entreat Judea, I, I entreat Syntyche to agree in the Lord. Yes, I ask you also, true companion, comrade, help these women. Okay, he says, help them. Help, help them get peace. Now, who are these ladies? We don't know exactly, but we do know they're Christians. They're in the church. They're believers. But not only are they believers, they've got a history of faithfulness, all right? These aren't just people on the outside. These are, these are gals that serve the Lord. Notice what he says here. Help these women who have labored side by side with me in the gospel together with Clement and the rest of my fellow workers. These, these are folks that have been laborers in the church, all right? Sunday school teachers, missionaries, on mission trips, okay? These, 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 are, these are faithful women who, who, good ladies who are in this conflict. What do we know about the conflict? We don't know anything about the conflict. We don't know what it was over. We do know that it probably was not a doctrinal issue. You know, it's probably not that, that Yudia believes in, in the virgin birth and Sintiki doesn't, okay? The reason we know that, if that had been the case, Paul just straightened it out. Okay, Paul has no problem straightening you out when you're going against the Bible, okay? Remember Peter? Uh, Galatians 2.11, <laughs> you know, Peter's, Peter does something uh, there in, in front of everybody that, that kind of implies that the Gentiles aren't full-fledged believers. Peter, Paul calls him out on the spot in front of everybody. So if it was just a biblical question, Paul would deal with it, okay? It's not, probably. Probably what it is is some kind of personal conflict. You know, it could just be, I thought about this, it could just be personalities that don't click. I, I, am, I am amazed, folks. And how when two people just don't click, how, how deep that can run in conflict. You know, you wouldn't think. You'd just think, well, you're different than me. Man, I, I tell you what, if that goes the wrong direction, I've seen people that are really at odds with one another just really because they're just different people. They just look at the world differently. They're just, they're just, their personalities are different. But, but whatever, we don't, we don't know the conflict, but we know that Paul says, look, you've got to help these ladies, okay? You've got to help them, okay? Don't pick sides. You're on, you're on God's side. Remember, that, that's how you help people. But, but what specifically does he tell these peacemakers to do? Well, he says, uh, yes, I ask you also, true companion, help these women who labored side by side with me in the gospel together. Um, verse 2, I'm sorry, I skipped it. I, I beg you, Yudia, I beg you, Sintiki, to agree in the Lord. What's he asking them to do? He said, you, you need to help these women to agree in the Lord. Now, notice, he doesn't say, this is interesting to me, he doesn't say help them to agree with one another. You know, he says help them to agree in the Lord. Okay, in their faith, help them to agree. Uh, help them to agree on the glory of the Lord. Help them to agree on the gospel. Help them to agree on the perspective of God, on the truths of God. Help them to agree about, uh, with God about their relation, about, uh, about their priorities. You know, we know that confession of sin, you know what it is to confess your sin? It's when you agree with God about your sin. And I think really what he's saying is, look, these two ladies need to, need to get on track with God, and they need to agree with God. They need to agree with God. They need to agree in the Lord about what's happened, about what's important, about the gospel, about their sin. And they, they need to agree with God. They need to both get on the same page with God. That's what peacemakers do, okay? You know, if, if Tony and David have a conflict, my job's not to come in and say, man, you know, I agree with, I agree with David. You know, I, I think I'm on his side. Or I agree with Tony. I'm hit. No, what, what my job is to say, hey, guys, let's agree with God, okay? You know, let's agree with God about what's really important in this deal. Let's agree with God about, about, about sin. Let's be with, agree with God about what's happened here and what needs to happen here. Let's agree with God. Let, let's get on God's page on this thing. Now, I wanted to give you some practical help. I'm flying through this, by the way. Uh, but, but, but what I would like to do is I just want you to browse through what the what the rest of the paragraph looks like, okay? Because I, I happen to think that it's in connection, okay? So Paul calls out these two ladies. He says, these gals got to agree. They're tearing up the church. They're going to they're hurt the ministry. They're going to hurt the mission of God. They need to agree. You need to help them. 
You need to help them. You need to be a peacemaker. You need to help them to agree in the Lord. And so notice what the rest of the chapter looks like. Look at verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I'll say rejoice. Okay? Now, I think that's significant. You know why? Because when people are at odds with one another, what's the first thing to go? Joy. There's no joy. Amen? True? True, right? No joy. Why? Because people have been hurt. Okay? And so Paul, Paul gives a statement, hey, always, in every, you need to rejoice in the Lord. You need to get your joy from God. You need to stop pouting and being upset and being hurt and being angry over this, this little stuff. And you need to grab onto the great gospel of Jesus Christ. You need to get your joy in the Lord. Notice the next phrase. This is right, Adam. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. That word reasonableness is one of those words that's just too big in the Greek language to translate into any one English word. Let me give you some options here that, that I found. Yielding, gentle, kind, gracious, tolerant, grace toward one's faults, grace toward a person's failures. You know, basically the way I would, I would describe it is just being careful with people. Being careful with people, just not, not driving down on every fault, not punishing people for every failure, not, not being one of those people that makes other people be on edge. You know, Paul said, you, you need to be reasonable, you need to be gentle, you need to be yielding. Notice, notice the next thing here. Verse 3, the Lord is at hand. The Lord's at hand. What? You, know, you, know, you know how you help people get together and not be in conflict? I think you remind them, look... <laughs> And Jesus is near. You know, I, I read some commentaries and some people say, well, I think it's about that he's saying Jesus is coming back. You know, who, who wants who wants to go to the rapture, you know, being all bent out of shape with their brother in Christ? How do you like to face God with that? I, I don't want that. You know what? I, th- I think actually he's saying, look, the presence of the Lord is near. Whatever you do, you do in front of God. The reason I believe that is because in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, there's a similar situation in which, in which people are at odds with one another and there's forgiveness that needs to be given. And Paul says this. He says, uh, what I have forgiven, if I have forgiven anything, has been for your sake in the presence of Christ. See, he says the same thing. So, so whenever you're at odds, what you need to remember is you're doing it in front of God. And who are other believers, by the way? Other believers are children of God. Okay, now work that out in your head. You know, you, you got to have a lot of nerve to treat my kids bad in front of me. Now, I know when I go to small group and they're left with you and they're being little, you know, I, I know you can treat them bad then. But right in front of me, that takes a lot of nerve, doesn't it? So if we really believe what God says about us being sons and daughters, it takes a lot of nerve for you to right in front of Jesus, right in front of him. To treat another believer in a despising way. Last thing he talks about is prayer. Taking it to the Lord. We don't have time to talk about that. But uh, folks, I, I guess in summary, my 10 minute sermon. Peacemaking is a real deal. Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers. And there's an example in the Bible where Paul says, hey, you, you, you guys, you help them. Help make peace. Because if you don't, things are going to fall apart. Father, we thank you, Jesus, for your goodness. And again, we thank you, Lord, that you have purchased for us peace through Jesus, your son. And Father, we pray that you would, you would help us. God, this is a delicate thing as I think about trying to do this in, in this church and with other people. God, oh, Lord, we need your help. Uh, Lord, help us to be people that draw others' attention to you and that we might all agree in the Lord. Father, help us to be peacemakers. Keep, Lord, help us to keep the peace at Lincoln Avenue. In Jesus' name, amen.